A note to the listener, this episode was recorded in 2018. Hope you enjoy. Today's product I love is Kion, K-I-O-N. Kion is one of my favorite supplement companies, specifically their Kion aminos, which have all nine essential amino acids. It's absolutely fundamental for fitness. Whether you're looking to gain muscle or lose weight, it's so good for body recomposition. My brothers use them regularly, and the guest on this podcast actually uses them as well. I got them hooked on it. Try them out for your next workout at getkion.com. My favorite flavors are mango and berry, and be sure to use my discount code RIKER, R-I-K-E-R, which will save you 10% on products, 15% on bundles, and 20% on subscriptions. Check it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Glass Half Full. I'm Riker Lynch. I'm very excited about this. This is the first one. This is the first podcast episode, so we're still trying to kind of figure it out. Um, and we're going to see how it goes. My guest today, the very first guest, is Mark O'Brien. Mark is a, a very, very talented actor. You may have seen him on Halt and Catch Fire, The Last Tycoon, Republic of Doyle. I believe that one is on Netflix right now. He's also in the sci-fi drama movie Arrival with Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. Great movie if you haven't seen it. And uh, he's a great hockey player. I, I uh, play hockey with this guy, and he's uh, he's really fun to play with. Great dude. And I make Mark a Añejo new fashioned. Using the Añejo tequila from Casamigos because, I mean, it's George Clooney's tequila. You know, you, you got to use the best. And uh, if you want to get the full recipe, you can go to our show's Instagram, which is Glass Half Full Show. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Lynch and find the episode with Mark. You can also watch the episode there on YouTube so you can see our reactions and see us in person, which is kind of cool. Or if you're listening you want to make the uh, make the drink, check it out on Instagram. But uh, the, the gist of it is we're using the Añejo Casamigos, um, tiny bit of simple syrup, like half of a half an ounce, so it would be like 0.25. Two dashes Angostura bitters. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Two dashes orange bitters. Stir that in over some ice. Add the tequila. Stir it a little bit more. Put that into a rocks glass without the ice. So you got to strain it. And then add a really big ice cube. You want to get an orange peel and express it, which is basically you're just using the peel. And you're going to sort of twist it and bend it. And you'll see the oils, the natural oils from the orange kind of squirt into the drink. Rim that around, um, take the orange peel and rim it around the glass a little bit to sort of create that orange aroma. Um, Add a big old giant ice cube and uh, enjoy. And while you're enjoying that, I hope you enjoy this episode of Glass Half Full with Mark O'Brien. All right. All right, man. Mark O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this, man. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. I, uh, it's, it's funny because we first met uh, playing hockey. Yeah. And it was probably only a few times, a couple times a week, and then, you know, months in between because you're yeah. obviously working. But I just had no idea. And um, when uh, uh, something, we had like a couple of interactions on Twitter, and I remember seeing like that you were kind of a big time actor. Oh, thanks. And uh, so doing research for this when I, we were going to have you on the show, I'm blown away. Oh, cool. Thanks. Like, man. insanely talented. Oh, thanks. I watched all of uh, 
Halt and Catch Fire. Oh, wow. Um, lots of Last Tycoon and um, even a little bit of Republic of Doyle. And to see just you kind of in all of these different characters and different even time, uh, not time zones, but uh, periods. time periods. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, I was fascinated. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan. Man. Oh, thanks, man. It, nice. was, it was so cool to see you just doing, doing your thing, and especially because I just didn't really, you know, you, you play hockey. It's always weird when you're playing a sport with me. You don't, I didn't yeah. know you guys were musicians. Yes. I had no idea. And, and one of the Same guys, thing. John, yeah. told me, he was like, you know, they're Huge band. Like, really? Because you can't picture the person outside of exactly. that. Exactly. You just see, like, you oh. see the cage, like you kind of like yeah. see the eyes, and, and that's really as, yeah, as far as it's a it funny goes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. Of course, and, man. Thanks and for having I, I want to know. Um, I, I want to get into like how all this acting and stuff got started, but but first, you're from Canada. Yep. And you're a very good hockey player. Thanks, man. So was there ever a point where you were like, well, I want to I want to be a professional hockey player? Um. First of all, first of all, I, I'm I'm not saying this just because it's your show. I often tell everyone else there, I'm like Breaker's the best player here. <laughs> I always say that I'm like Thank Breaker's you. by far the best player here because he's a 200 foot player, which is very. You. you would be drafted so high, like scouts <laughs> would love you so much because a 200 foot player Thanks. is a player that plays both ends of the ice, and they're very rare. Uh, anyway, I just want to say that. Yeah, that, and it's really true. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, that's all I wanted to do was play hockey. That's it. Yeah. I have three older sisters who are all actors and singers, and they'd be running around the house doing musical stuff all the time and acting and stuff, and I just didn't care. Really? I was not interested. I just wanted to play hockey, and that's all I wanted to do. And I was pretty good. I was a pretty good hockey player, but I was never You're like... You're still good. Thanks, so. <laughs> man. I was never there, though. I was always just in a little bit beneath. Mm. And I think it's because... Uh, I wasn't great physically. Like, I wasn't a good body checker. I couldn't take a hit well because I was so lanky. Ah, uh, yeah. So I developed in a weird kind of... Uh, not a weird way, like a lot of guys do, but it was just like everyone else had a bit more muscle or were more compact, it right. seemed, when mm. we started checking. So it just... And then it just slowly was not working. So it was never in the cards until I was... Me and my buddy started making movies together when we were 14, 15 years old. Wow. And then when I, but and we just wanted like to make movies. We just yeah. like fool around on the weekends. And um, do you think that had to do with because your sisters were acting and, and probably doing stuff like that? Probably like influenced me without me really noticing it. Right. But I saw Fight Club. Fight Club changed my whole oh, life. Oh man, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Actually. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, that it changed my life. I totally agree. Like, yeah. That's one of those where you're just like the both of those guys. You know, Brad Pitt, yeah. Edward Norton. Are, oh yeah. That's, I mean, fantastic. Because it it's it's a cool movie that actually like is challenging at the same time. Yeah. And back then, it's like, I didn't get a whole lot of that. I didn't see a whole lot of that kind of stuff. And when I saw it, we were like, let's actually try and make movies. And then we were like trying. And we used to edit on two VCRs. Wow. Yeah, dude. Like, one of my... We didn't have much money, and my friend had a camcorder uh -huh. that had the viewfinder. And we were like, oh, my God. I have to <laughs> utilize this all the time. Yeah. And then we'd use two VCRs. So what you do is you'd edit from the tape in the camera, which was a high eight tape, Okay. Then you'd edit that onto a VHS. Then you take that uh, a VHS tape. Then you put that in the VCR. Connect that through a TV, through another VCR. So you press play on one VCR and record on the other. <laughs> oh so my it was gosh. super rudimentary. And yeah, yeah. And, and and we thought they were great. We made it in like twenty five. One was like an hour and ten minutes. Like really terrible. But like we loved it. And then I think I started to like acting more. I was like, I kind of like acting. I think I'm kind of good at it. Like I find it pretty easy. In a way that I wasn't nervous. Right. Like that, yeah. When you're doing these movies, are you doing like, did you guys write the script or write the story? There was no script. There was, we used to edit in camera. So okay. it'd be like, okay, Riker, go like in this scene, like, you know, you're, and we always played like cops. <laughs> but it was funny. Like we knew yeah. it was funny. 
And so I'd be like, okay, Riker, you're the chief, right? Okay, great. So you're mad at us because we didn't do the case right. And then you'd say a bit until you just petered out and out of improv. <laughs> then we'd literally just turn the camera back on us, uh-huh. get the guy who was just playing the role to hold the hold camera. Hold the camera, yeah, yeah. And then we would just improv based on what he said. So we, we went chronologically in every movie. So I still think that that informed a lot of my acting. Yeah. Um, because you're in the moment. I learned how to improvise on my own. And also as a filmmaker, you understand what's needed. And I always think like, and I'm sure you know this as an actor and musician, it's like, it's good to know other people's jobs. Yes. So when I'm on the set and I see that this guy needs this or that guy needs this thing or the boom guy can't seem to find an angle, I can kind of help out. I'm like, dude, I can just banana in or yeah. I can whatever. Like, so I think it helped me realize that while I was doing both at the same time, it's like, this is completely collaborative. Yeah. And, and I see sometimes actors who, who I don't think necessarily realize all the other facets. Oh, and absolutely. then the, the production mm-hmm. stalls. And they kind of, and then people have trouble. And, and I think it's important. So it kind of just happened naturally. Well, that's funny because I had a similar thing growing up with me and my brothers. Uh, but it, it wasn't like... It wasn't like we were all in it together. It was like me begging them to like right. help me make this movie. And we didn't... It, uh, I like that you guys kind of improv because we would like... I would watch James Bond films and yeah. just type out the lines. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. And I would type them out and then I'd be like, here's, your, here's the script. You know, here you so go. So it was the exact same. It was the exact same. It was same. like the definition of plagiarism. Yes. Ex- exactly. Full on plagiarism. Right, right. And we just wanted to like just... Because I just loved action films. And I loved James That's Bond. Really so cool. we, I would just try to recreate it, you know, with using what we had. Wow. And, uh, you know, it was always like one scene and then it would go into a fight scene and, you know, we never had enough. I could barely get, you know, Ross to help me out. So Ross was like, played like eight different guards. He, he dies like eight different times. You know what I mean? Did he ever, did you bother to change his clothes? Sometimes yes. we didn't even, sometimes we didn't even do that. It was, it was simple. It was either like a jacket or like a beanie. <laughs> right, right. You know, now he doesn't like, have the beanie Exactly, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something similar. Like that. But that's funny. We had like the same. Did you ever use the, the dummies? Like we would, like, so I'd go to throw you and then we cut and, and then we'd have dummy. a dummy. Oh, we used to do that good. all the time. No, we just did all our own stunts. Oh wow, we were we were just uh, we were pussies basically. We were scared to death. But after we used to try and make the head was always hard because you had to like put stuff up through the shirt of yeah. the stuffing and then sort of put a mask on it or something like yeah. like that represented our skin tone. And then after a while, we just got lazy and there was no heads on any of the dummies. And then we weren't even wearing the same clothes. So I go to pick you up to throw you, and all of a sudden you have yeah, a white shirt on totally and no head. Yeah. It's like the audience couldn't even piece together what the hell happened. Yeah. That's um, awesome, though. That's funny you guys did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, it's it's funny that we have very similar and both hockey. I, I did, yeah. I, I was never uh, uh, fortunate enough to play like any. I played like in house leagues and stuff growing mm-hmm. up, but still so fun. Um, yeah. The, what I, age did you start playing hockey? I started playing. When I was like three. Oh wow, that's pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. I started it, seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, like basically as soon as I could walk, my dad started playing. Of course. Uh, like yeah. the same time I did. So I, oh, wow. I wanted to play because he started playing. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a thing. Oh, your dad has a good rhythm though, because because he plays hockey with us too, mm-hmm. and he doesn't seem like someone who started later. Yeah, he started playing. when He's like thirty three. I would have assumed like he played as a kid. That's what, that's what a lot of people say. They're like, did yeah. you play college? Because you can always don't you find you can tell people on the ice. It's like. That guy started playing five years ago. That guy started playing <laughs> ten years ago. That guy played since he was a baby. Yeah, I like the guy that's like, that guy used to play roller hockey and now he's trying yeah, to play yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's giving it his all. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just a little wobbly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a few little things, yeah. That's, that's funny. So you're going, um, you're making your own home home videos sort of thing. When, when, uh, when do you have your like, first sort of job? Um, well, it's funny. Official I was, job. Yeah, I was doing that for a while and then I lived in St. John's, Newfoundland, where I'm from. And... Um, and 
Well, I'm from just outside St. John's, a, a town called Paradise, which is very rural. It's very small. It's about 8,000 people when I grew up. So okay. It's a small neighborhood. But St. John's in Newfoundland, which is on the northeast coast of Canada, is like, there's like 100,000 people, but everybody's an artist. Okay. Everybody is working on a film or making an album. Like, it's kind of cool. It, it's huge. Yeah. So the arts community there really um, took me in, sort of, and supported me a lot. So I must have done two dozen plays and stuff like that. Oh, awesome. But I started, um, the first thing I did was a musical called Bye Bye Birdie, which is, yeah. you know, yeah. And I had a role of a reporter, and I was like 18. And I took it so seriously. And then I was in the chorus, and I can't sing. So, And there was only like five guys in the male chorus. So every time we'd go to rehearsal, I was mortified. Because oh, no. they would be like, ah, nah. and they were like, let's do it, Mark. Why don't you just take a break on this one so that we can actually rehearse properly. Right. So it was, it was like the sacrifice I had to make. Because this business, as you know, is difficult. Oh, yeah. And right from the top, it's kind of good. I kind of got broken in like that by being embarrassed. Yeah. Because you can't actually let yourself get embarrassed in the business. You yeah. have to have no inhibitions. So anyway, so I did that, and then I got a job hosting a kid's show, and I hosted wow. a kid's show. Before we get into that, I just have to say, yeah. you, you were a reporter in Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this same role. What? Yeah. You're kidding I me. I was a reporter in Bye Bye Birdie. And I was, no, you're, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I, it was like well, children. Like Connor if, if he's yes. going out with the girl or yes. something like that? Exact, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and it, it, it was like a... It was like a shortened version. Like, you know, there's short films. It was like a short play. Yeah, yeah. It was like this kid's, uh, almost like a glee group. Yeah, like yeah. Glee choir, but in the summer they put on plays. So there's three different plays, and it was just that children's versions of the plays. Like, I did Aladdin one year, I did Peter yeah. Pan, and then Grease one year. So it was Bye Bye Birdie, and yeah. I was the reporter. So it that was the is same the thing. most amazing thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I oh my God. worked hard on that. Ma- <laughs> yeah, making home, home movies. And then the wow. reporter in Bye Bye Birdie, that and we both great. play hockey. Yeah. This except is awesome. You, except you're musically talented. <laughs> yeah, I, don't think I have no musical uh, talent. <laughs> you're whatsoever. a much better actor than I am. Though, oh, so. oh, thank you. I'll just take, I need to take that to even it out. Um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was fun, man. It's, and then hosting a kid's show, like I used to come on in between commercials, basically, uh-huh. on the show. And then we'd take it on the road throughout Canada. Because there were five hosts in Canada, one in each region. So I was the East okay. Coast host of this show on CBC, which is like, the big biggest network kind of in Canada. So, man, you lose your inhibitions really quick when you're a <laughs> dancing turkey on stage in front of like 800 people. Oh, whatever. no, yeah. So after that, it was just like, oh, I don't care. I don't give a shit, man. <laughs> like, I can do anything. I can I'm do never whatever. nervous. Yeah. I'm never embarrassed from this day forward. But that's going to take you a, lo- a long way, I would imagine. Yeah. Especially, were you like 18, 19 then? Yeah, I was 19 when I got that job until 21 yeah. Yeah. So if you can get rid of your your nerves, you're yeah. just, you're, you know, you're so much more comfortable. And, and I I, I talk to a lot of people that kind of you know use their nerves and it sort of lights a fire underneath them. And, yeah. And I appreciate that. But I, at the same time, I think there's something very valuable and very uh, noticeable, especially when working with someone when they're totally comfortable oh, it's in their own skin. Like I always looked up to Gary Oldman. Yes. Because Gary Oldman is so comfortable. It's because oh you're gosh. using your yeah. body. Like it's it really is just physical is mm-hmm. what you're doing. I mean, you know, it starts from a place that's real and stuff like that, but like you can tell, you can feel it when someone comes in a room and they're nervous and yeah. you immediately are turned off. It's kind of like when you're watching a play and so, or, or watching a performance of any sort and someone's not very good. Yeah. It's harder for you than them, I oh, think, because you're like, so. oh, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. they're going to explode. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you exactly. feel bad. And yeah. you're like, end it, end it quick. Like, it's so terrible and I think that's why the best uh, artists in general are people who are very comfortable in their own skin. And they're like, yes. I don't give a shit. And it's noticeable too. 
It's, oh man, it's palpable. It's kind of like, you know when you walk into a room after people just had a big argument? And yeah, you can, tell? you can feel it. It's in the it's air. It's like that, yeah, yeah. It's like when someone comes in, I've been on the other side of auditions a lot, watching people, and I'm like, oh, he's so nervous. I hate this for him. Like, yeah. I, I just wish he felt good. So being on the other side of, uh, of auditions, that's got to be like the biggest insight into your own auditions. Oh yeah, man, it's huge. Like, um, have you ever done it? Have you ever been on the other side? Like one time, it was for a music video, so there really wasn't much it's going a bit on. Different, yeah, but dude, it's it's like I did it kind of. I would ask people like if I could, oh, nice. if I could like yeah. watch. It, I sit on auditions, and and then uh, when I first moved to Toronto, because I lived in Toronto for a long time before I moved here to LA. Uh, I would go for student film auditions that, you know, I had an agent and stuff. I had a bit of a career started. Uh-huh. And I would audition for student films for practice. And I'd book some of them, and some of them yeah. I didn't. And, and, and I would always turn them down if I booked them because I was just going to practice auditioning because it's a different skill. Wow, that's kind of genius. Yeah, and then when I did Republic of Doyle, uh, the series in Canada, I, the first two seasons, I asked the local casting people if I could be the reader. Nice. So and they yeah. had to pay me something, so I got like fifty bucks a session or something. That's but I would bad. go, yeah, it was still a few but bucks. you're learning. So I was going much. learning. I was just sitting with these people and just reading with them, and I was like, oh wow, on the other side, like, what fucking nervous, bro? Like, just yeah. chill out. Like, it's all good. We want you to be great. Like, yeah, that's what I, I've, yeah. I've always tried to to think that way. Yeah. It's like the casting director wants you to come in and blow it out yeah. of the water, so their job's done. Yeah, exactly. You know? And they can show you to yeah. the director and be like, well, fucking, look, I found them. Look who I found. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think if you can just get that sort of mindset there it makes auditioning so much easier I'm, I'm curious sorry do you get nervous before a show never did you in the beginning like when did what age did you start uh we started playing i started playing bass when i was like 18 and we sort of started playing shows i was probably like 18 and a half really like our first show yeah so six months training roughly yeah we, we kind of just threw it out there and we only played around Los Angeles, like right. uh, local fairs, like the Orange County Fair, right, uh, right, San right. Diego Fair, like little things like that, coffee houses. Dude, that's much, crazy though. Yeah, anywhere that anyone would have us. And, and it, honestly, that was the best training for us at the time. Yeah. It was just learning how to be in front of a crowd and yep. how to play and, and be tight as a band. Like that was a really big deal. But I think I got nervous like the first ever time we played in front of like some friends. And yeah. then, then after that, I was like, oh, this is, that That was fine. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, you break it in, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, though. I thought you were going to say you were playing since you were, like, five or six or something. No, yeah. I I mean, I loved, like, banging around on the drums, and yeah. I sang and stuff uh, all the time growing up. But yeah. I never actually could really play until I was, like, 18. I got wow. a bass for my 18th birthday. That is crazy. Yeah. That's really impressive, man. Thank you. Jeez. Thank you. Gosh. So, yeah, so you're, you're, uh... You're out in, in Toronto, and that's when you did Republic of Doyle. I got it. Just after I moved to Toronto, and I shot Republic of Doyle in Newfoundland, where I'm from. Oh, wow. So I actually went home. home. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I went home for six months of the year for six years. Yeah. What was that What was that process like, like uh, as far as like the auditioning? Because that was like your first sort of like really big yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It was actually really interesting because I knew the creator really well, and, um, and I didn't know if I was right for the role. I actually thought I was too old at the time. Because I was 23 and he was listed as like 18 or something. I look younger than I am generally, so um, I did then anyway. Anyway, and uh, <laughs> and so I sent a tape and it was only a half an hour show and I only had two lines. So at the time I was like, cool, I got two lines on a pilot. That's a big deal. Yeah. And so I sent the tape and then they were like, oh, we really like you. I got the part. I was like, great. Then they picked up the series and made it an hour. And then the creator was a buddy of mine, Alan. He called and he's like, you're going to be a big part of the show. Like, I just want you to know. And I was like, Jesus, that was so easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had one audition. I didn't screen test. I didn't nice. do anything. And then it just became bigger. And then it went on for six years. Sometimes things like that are just sort of, you know, meant to be, if you will. Yeah. Just sort of roll out like that. And, you know, 
I think it's important to, to appreciate like yeah. the, the easiness of that because the, the struggles are going to come in other areas. Oh, yeah. So if you can just sort of be like, wow, this is great and it, really rock it for what it is. If anything happens easy, it's a take it as a huge win. You're yeah. like, holy shit, like that wasn't, I didn't have to lose an arm to get that thing. Yeah. It's a big deal, man. And, it's a tough business. And yeah. that's the show that sort of brought you into Hollywood, correct? Yeah, so so from doing that show, I ended up doing a few other gigs in Canada, and um, and then I got a green card with my wife. My wife's an actor as well. So, I and green card's like a long process. Like it's, you know, it's very detailed and they want to know a lot of stuff. Yeah, my like, manager's German, so it's the same. Yeah, yeah he's had to do that and a it's couple like, times. And you have to fill this long form. It's like, have you ever like killed someone? Like I'm like, no. Like why would I say yes? Like yeah, it's really weird. So it's like oh, got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ever whoops next to it. No, I, I yeah, it was it was long and stuff like that. But then we because I had had Republic of Doyle, which was a big deal in Canada, it helped me move into the states. And then I moved here and and it went really well. Like. Um, I think I booked Halt and Catch Fire. I think it was I was here a week. Which really? Was crazy. Yeah, I was here. Wow, a week. another like awesome one. What it's was crazy, and yeah. what was that? Was that one where you have you know you have to tape in, then you go into the room, and then you have producers and network? Was that a bigger deal? No, it was nothing like that. They had done one season, and then I was really sick. I had a fever, and uh, I was really sick. And my wife came home, and I was like, I got to do this audition for this show, and I didn't. I hadn't known of the show. Obviously, it was AMC, so I was a big fan of Mad Men and Breaking Bad and all right. that. Right. And I was like, what's AMC? That's kind of cool. They already did a season, so I don't have to wait for a pilot pickup. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up, and Scoot McNary, who's an actor who I really admire, was in it, and Lee Pace, who's an actor I really admire. So I was like, oh, wow, they're in the show. And then I looked up the trailer. I was like, the show looks really good. Yeah. So I watched as much as I could, and I just did one audition. And then that night, they were like, we really like you. We think we're gonna, they're going to cast you. I was like, what? Like, I just did it. And I was really sick, so I was like, is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> Where am I? Am I still in Canada? And, uh, and yeah, and then I got it. And then I finished, I started, I watched the whole season, and it all happened really fast. And I had like two episodes left to watch, and I was flying into Atlanta where we shot. I was flying into Atlanta. I was like, I just got to LA. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Is, like, I've never been to Atlanta. And we're landing, and I finished watching one of the episodes. The next morning, I watched the last episode, and they're like, we're ready for you early. So they pulled my call time to bring me to set early, because they were uh-huh. ahead of schedule. So they drove me to set, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, and then like, like, even though I'd acted before, but there was something like something about the, your first U.S. job, especially right. if you're not from America. And uh, so anyway, so I got the set, and then they were like, we're ready early. Like, we have to go through makeup and hair really quick, because they're ready for you on set. I was like, what? <laughs> then I go to the set, and I do this big like three-page scene, which was my first scene actually in the show. And it was weird because I just finished watching the show. So all of a sudden I was in the world of the show. I was like, there's right. Carrie Bechet and Mackenzie Davis. And I just finished watching them. And I didn't know their work prior. So I knew them only as these characters yeah. in the 80s. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what <laughs> is going on? And then... What scene, was, what scene did you shoot It was first? a scene where I'm in the grocery bag and they come okay. to get mad at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is my first scene. Because you, you had hacked into their... Yeah, and I had to riddle off all this computer jargon that I didn't know what the fuck any of it meant. And it was like... And then I was only supposed to do six episodes. It was just supposed to be a six-episode arc. Right. And then it ended up just becoming more, and, and it really defined... Um, it really helped me uh, kind of open up doors in, in L.A. because not a lot of people watch the show, but a lot of industry people watch the show. Right. And it's really well-reviewed. Mm. So in that world, like, I think, like, you know, um, people not so much in the arts community... The ratio is a bit smaller for that amount of people to watch it, but the arts community like loved the show. Yeah, so within it's a really good show, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thanks, man. I think it's great. Like I really like it. It was really interesting because I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, it it was just so much, you know, internet and computers and them everyone trying to figure out what the next sort of online thing was. And words you don't even know what they mean, yet you're still you're not. It doesn't lose you. 
Yeah, they're totally. like sixty-four bit hard drive thing, yeah. and I'm still like, yep. <laughs> are, are you are, when you're you know going through your lines? Are you like looking up what everything is? Or of course, yeah. yeah. I feel it's a responsibility to do it, but it also changes things. Like if you know a lot about the thing that you're talking about, and I see a lot of actors who don't do that at all. Like it's actually more common than not in my experience that I've witnessed people don't do that. Yeah, but I think it's so important. Like when it's something you know a lot about, the way you'll talk about something is different. Like, say totally. me and you are talking about hockey. Mm-hmm. And I were to say, like, um, like say, skate guards. You know skate guards? Yeah. People wear on their skates. Now, if I were to, if I didn't know what skate guards were, and I had a line where I'm like, uh, yeah, anyway, the guy came in on skate guards, and then he was actually pretty good. <laughs> but yeah. if I were to say to you, who knows what skate guards are, which is what you wear when you're, like, a kid, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, the guy came in with skate guards on, but he was actually really good. It changes it my totally. intention. Totally so I think does, you need yeah. to know what you're talking about because it's not just to know it, but to like, what will this mean for the character? Yeah, oh, I admire that that you yeah. do that because I heard um, and and not to uh, to bash any any anybody in Star Trek, but one of the characters, and I actually think this is actually funny, is he went to the director and he's like, "What the fuck am I talking about here?" <laughs> and he he's like, and and. Uh, J.J. Abrams like, it, it doesn't matter. You're going to run in, you're going to say it really fast, and the audience is going to go, oh shit, something's wrong. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's a little different because it's space yeah. stuff, and it doesn't actually it's, exist. Yeah, the D46 modulator is broken. Yeah. <laughs> to- great and then, example. And, and then a sting of music, like, duh, and yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, the D46 modulator. Yeah, so, but I, I like that. I like that you're, you know, you, yeah, you think it's a responsibility to, to, uh, to go out and do that. Yeah, and someone wrote that. Yeah, they wrote that. They wrote it with something in mind. The writer wasn't just like, I don't know, D four six modulator. <laughs> <laughs> keep using that. Like it meant something to them, so uh-huh. it should mean something to you. That's you, I think. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I love that show, and I think uh, I think hopefully people will go back and and watch it more now because it, it's so interesting. And I, I did start on the second season. Yeah, I knew that's where you were. But even just starting but that show, there, you can. Yeah, my wife. You did. can. Yeah, and, and she it, loved and, it. And it, it's very interesting. I thought yeah. your character. I like. There's a scene where you are. Um, the the lead girl um, Mackenzie yeah, yeah she's having the panic attack oh yeah yeah and uh, and you just calm her down and I just I thought you were just fantastic oh great thanks I, and it was just so simple but it's something uh, like just all it was all in your eyes and you were just like it's and you just bring her back to earth a yeah. little bit and I was just like I was literally watching this like I cannot wait for this interview oh thanks like, man it was, it was so cool well, especially it's... just knowing you from hockey and not really knowing like your work yeah. and then you know. Like I said, doing my research and being like, oh my God, this guy's freaking awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. And she's such a good actress, too. That she's like, when you work with good actors, sometimes uh, people ask me, like, what was it like working with blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, easy, because they're good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's got to be a huge good. thing it's when like, you work with someone that's really good. It's, it's a game changer. And Mackenzie is like, I think she's as good as it gets. And it's and it's great. But I want to say that, too. I, I, I don't want to keep tossing this back just to do it. It's actually true. When I looked you guys up, too, oh, it's thanks. so funny because. I don't know, I guess because we're here talking about it now, it's like that phenomena of like seeing someone in a different world. Yeah. It is really weird because when I looked you guys up, because I remember John, who's a guy we play with, when he mentioned that before, I was like, really? Interesting. Crazy. I didn't know they were in a band. And then I heard someone else mention it. And then as the weeks or months went by, because I must have made it probably two years ago, maybe. Yeah. A couple two of years. Half, yeah. Three even. I was like, uh, oh, wow. And then one day I was like, I, I was going to look them up. And then I was like, Jesus Christ, they have like millions of views. They're really good. Like, these guys are serious. Like, I had no Thank idea. Thank you, man. As if because I saw you play hockey, as if you couldn't do something else. Like, it's this weird... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it, so strange. Especially just like, and there's like a hockey bubble, I think, especially with like the pickup games. Yeah. Like, 
it's great to see everybody on Tuesday and Thursday, and you yeah. say what up, and you're like, how's everything? But then you don't really talk no. outside of that no. for whatever reason. And, um, yeah, so just, like, watching your work, dude, it, w- it was fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. And, yeah, I actually re- remember uh, playing it, because the first few times we played together, it was like, we were always against each other. Always. And, and then, I hated it, because uh, you're a 200-foot player. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hate trying to follow your stick handling, yeah. so it's like, it's over here, and then it's like four <laughs> yeah, feet yeah. this way, so, um, but yeah, then I remember finally getting to, to play, I'm pretty sure we, we probably dominated pretty hard. Yeah, I think we played pretty well together, yeah. yeah it's good, yeah. It's, it, we complement each other, because I can help out in the defensive zone, get it up to you, and yeah. the puck's gone, so. And I suck in the defensive zone. It's weird, <laughs> because I used to think defensive hockey players were just not good because they were lazy, probably, like, uh-huh. or like, there was like a, a stigma on like Pavel Bure, yeah. and like, some of the really, really good offensive players, like, yeah, they're no good at defense but it's like no it's a skill man like it is it's, a, it's an interesting sort of uh almost mindset that you have to be in yeah but, yeah it's like like drew dowdy like you, yeah it's like wow the stuff he does in the defensive zone like just sticks in the lanes and like he's, yeah he's really freaking good you yeah. watch the game last night i saw bits of it yeah Crazy. bummer i don't oh. think anyone called the, the sweep i thought yeah. a lot of people were like they'll, they'll probably take it yeah but that's probably that's probably a Stanley Cup it. team this year, man. I think they are, and you say that, and you're like, nah, let's not go nuts. I'm like, they had 109 points, dude, in the regular season. And their two best players led the league in plus minus. Like, that's like, yeah, huge. That's true. That, yeah, those guys are on the ice. Goals, yeah. yeah, those guys are on the ice the most, and they led the league in, in plus minus. Like, that's when, a big deal. That's nuts. Remember when they drafted, when the expansion draft, everyone was like, they could have got better players. This team's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, no. It's because they're all the rejects. They're like, you know, I oh, everyone, everyone left us out yeah. to dry? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. William Carlson, it's like seven goals or something last year, 43 this year. Yeah, that's Gosh. a great turnaround. If you could decide to right now be an NHL hockey player, but it meant you were not an actor or musician, would you do it over your career right now? Um, what what line am I playing on? <laughs> a good line. Let's say you're on a good team, a good line. Good line, like yeah. first or second. Lots I'm of years top, ahead of you. I'm, I'm top six. Top you're six top player. Six, you're getting 15 minutes a game. Man, that's a good question. You're a middle team. Make it harder. You're like a bubble team, a bubble playoff team. Okay. That's so tough. like an eighth seed? Like, yeah. Um, okay. Possible. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Man. I don't that's know. tough because I love hockey and I definitely think in another life that I will do that. Yeah, yeah. I love it so much. But I also kind of love it that it's like a fun thing, and it's not take. I don't take it too me seriously. Too. Yeah, you know me what too. I mean. I can leave it there, and it's it's so physical. It's hard, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it really is. And I'm not really a physical player. I actually meant to t- say that you were saying the same thing earlier. Yeah. You when you, when you started checking, like I I was getting hurt. Yeah. Really me too. bad because I was kind of I was pretty lanky and I didn't yeah. really hit a full on growth spurt yet. Yeah. But how old were you when you guys started checking? Fifteen, I think. Yeah, I was. I think Bantam, was, we used to call. It. Okay, yeah, we, yeah. Bantam, I started one level down. Checking was Pee Wee. We started checking. Yeah, Pee-wee. because you're a bit younger than me, and they brought it in. I remember they brought it in only a few years after. Okay. That they brought it down younger, which is smarter because you shouldn't. Yeah, I think they should just play the whole the whole so time because then kids learn how to, how to yeah. take it. You know, because that was my problem is I didn't. I was on the bottom side of the growth spurt, so I'm playing with kids that are six feet tall. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, barely crossing five feet, and I'm getting drilled. Yeah. Yeah. My dad used to have to leave. He couldn't watch it. Yeah. So, uh, my, my dad was actually the coach, but my mom and my my aunt had a couple. Had some rough times. I got yeah. I got pulled off and on a stretcher one game. Oh my god! Yeah, it was just a minor concussion. It wasn't bad, but I got it was one of those where I just wasn't against the boards. Yeah. So I got hit into the boards yeah. and I just, my head just 
rocked, and I was just Jeez. like, oh, I don't know where I am right now. Yeah, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I don't think I'd be an Asian. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, that's, it's hard, man. They travel every night. They have, like, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, nice. Yeah, which was a tough year, but now it's good because we're going to get a good draft pick. Anyway, uh, I watch, like, every game. Like, I'll watch on my phone. In Halt and Catch Fire, so you know the scene. Um, it's in season two, so if you've seen all that, where I leave... And I go on my bike, and I'm like, I, you did this all yourself to Mackenzie. She comes out, and she's like, I can't do this without you. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, have yeah. done anything. I'm like, you did it all yourself, and I ride away. In between, so that was like a kind of a big scene. Yeah. In between takes, while well, they're like, the can't, they're like, uh, pictures up. I was watching the hats in the playoffs <laughs> on my phone. And Mackenzie's like, what are you doing? I was like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> like and then like, pictures up, like frame, slate in. And yeah. I'm like, oh. Uh, listen, <laughs> like I was like, I love like, it. Hooked. I was that's like, awesome. I, like that's how hardcore I am. And for the Habs, I was like, they were out of the playoffs with like thirty games left. So to get the get up and go, to go do that, yeah. thirty games when you're like, we know we aren't going to make it. We have to fly in here, fly in there, face the media, practice. Fuck, dude. Like, yeah, that's got to be rough. That's tough, man. What? Why is Habs? Why is that the, the short for Canadians? Happy Tom. The home oh. team. No, in Montreal, it's the home team. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Uh, so you do halt and catch fire, and where did you go from there? Well, after halt and catch fire, I kept going back. It actually worked out really, really strange. Like full disclosure, I was supposed to do multiple seasons. Okay. After the six episodes, they decided to pick it up, sort of, so that I would continue on in the series. And then it got picked up for season three, and then they were like, "We don't think you're going to come back for a full season." So therefore, my option wasn't picked up. Right. Which I was like, disappointed, obviously. I was like, but I get it. I'm friends with the creators. And I was like, and right away. I, I think I texted them before the season ended to be like, look, I understand. I know how the season ended, which was a question mark on our relationship, mine and my character's relationship, that I was like, or mine and, sorry, Mackenzie's character's relationship, that right. I was like, I understand. Like, I just want you guys to not feel weird. Uh, obviously, you're going to do what you have to do anyway, but I want you to know I'm cool with it. And then a few months later, they were like, look, we don't know if he'll be back or not. And I was like, oh, crap. So then it was like, yeah, he's not back. We're not picking up the option. And I was like, okay. And then that day, I got a call about The Last Tycoon. Uh, and okay. And Billy Ray, uh, who's the creator, I was going to see him the next day. Wow. And I just found out my show wasn't going. And then there was a new pilot. And I'm a big fan of Billy Ray. He made um, a great movie called... Um, Shattered Glass with uh, with Hayden Christensen and Peter Sarsgaard. And he wrote I mean, The Hunger Games. He wrote Captain Phillips. Like, yeah. He's amazing. And I was like, oh my God, Billy Ray. I was like, that's really cool. And it was the same casting director as Hall and Catch Fire. So then they brought me well, in the next day. Nicely, then. Yeah, and then I got and I screen tested a few days later and then I got it. And I was like, oh my God. So it just kind of, and then and then that opened up a lot of doors and then I did a lot of movies in the in the past two years. I, I think I did about 10 movies. Um, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. And a like, lot of them are like, not like you just got back filming one of them. Yeah, yeah. I just filmed uh, goalie, so I played Terry Sawchuk, who's a legendary goalie. And you're so actually, I'm really excited to talk about this because yeah. you don't play goalie, at least not out in drop in. No. So no. what was that like, <clears throat> dude? Because you're obviously a really good forward. It was intense, but you know what? They all laughed at me um, because I was like, you know, I play goalie a lot in street hockey, and they're uh -huh. like, <laughs> I was like, no, I think that's gonna help. Like I was, I love playing in that. In street hockey, so and I only played like twice on the ice ever, like just screwing around. Right, when I was like twenty or nineteen or something probably. So then they had a goalie coach, and I went there and I worked with him for about probably ten on ice hours, and he was like, "You're good to go." And wow. I was like, "Cause I don't think I was set in any sort of stance or particular way of playing enough." So yeah, because almost, almost like you had no bad habits. Exactly, exactly. So and also, 
because you're not just playing goalie, you have to play like Terry Sawchuk plays goal. Oh. And he used to do crouch, which was crazy back then because he didn't have a mask. So uh-huh. he would crouch to see the puck through the legs and stuff like that. And he had a very unique style, so I had to learn that. So you're not even fun. wearing like the no, he didn't wear a mask. mask. He started, yeah, he started playing in the '50s, and he started using the mask like in the '60s. Wow, so for like ten years. Can you imagine? Like Did, no, but I, I mean, it was you. Obviously, are you taking? Are you? Are they shooting at you at all? They shot some pucks at me. Yeah, we had a foam puck, so okay. I had to make a lot of saves, and they're real. Like you know, they were shot. It's a foam puck. It moves almost the same speed as a regular puck. But right, it hurt as much because it needs a certain amount of weight. Yeah, and at, le- at least it's foam. So if you do get yeah. hit in the face, it's not yeah. Bad. So I know my agent kept calling. He was like, "You're not hitting the face, are you?" There's <laughs> another opportunity, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool, I'm good." But, like, the foam puck is weird because it'll change direction. Yeah. So I actually wanted the weightier ones. And uh, and so I'd know, I'd be like, shoot this side, shoot that side. And even then, it's like, you know, they're shooting at full throttle. So by the end of it, it was pretty cool because Jerry Sachuk, who's Terry's son, he told me, he was like, you could be a goalie. And I was like, whoa. Really? So I was like, I'm thinking about getting pads. I'm like, I might try it. Like, Dude, they, we need we, I know, we need all goal- the time. Well, I think there's goalie gear at the stadium we play at in, the, in a locker if we don't have a goalie. There is, yeah. So I was going to start by telling JP, who runs the skate, yeah. to be like, if next time you don't have a goalie, I'll do it. Try, so I'll start there. Try that. I don't know how... Because you're kind of a tall dude. I don't know how How well they'll fit me? Yeah. I, I feel like they're kind of small. I think they are, yeah. So I'm kind of yeah. worried. Maybe just maybe just start with maybe just buy the shin pads and then yeah. maybe get use the rest of the gear there. I feel like actually that that's a good idea. Work. And I might try it, man. It's fun. Like, but but by the end of it, I kind of got the okay. And but it was crazy when we were on the ice. Like I literally finished filming four days ago, and I took those, those foam pucks. Like they're foam, but I took about five to the face. Yeah, and they just kind of sting a little. It stings. Bit. Yeah, it's kind of like getting a soccer ball yeah. to the face. Obviously, a smaller amount of of of. Um, of uh, surface, or, yeah, 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 but it still hurts. And then one day we were doing the puck, we did a real puck because they were doing a two on one where the guy passed over and then it's a one timer. Uh-huh. And I told them they actually had to come in on the two on one because the coverage was a camera on me uh-huh. and there was a camera on them. So they, we needed to see the play right. as it developed. So I told the director, because I was a producer on the film as well, so I was like, oh, wow, I really cool. kind of took on a lot of the hockey stuff. Yeah. So I was like, you need a real puck. These guys can't pass around a foam puck. It doesn't move the same way. It's going to uh-huh. be hard. So they were like, well, that means you have to make the save on a real puck. And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm making a stacked pad save, like a sliding yeah. pad save. So the first time we did it, right, and, and he slid along the ice and fast, but like I was in position and it was all good. And then the second time we did it, I wasn't wearing a jock because there's no... Oh, yeah. I didn't think I need one. I was like, we're using a foam puck and the pants that you wear alone have enough kind of give. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, it's fine. And then the puck hit me right in the nuts. And I was like, ah. Because he slid across. He was supposed to hit my pants, yeah. but he just shot it too deep. Uh-huh. So he shot it into my nuts. Oh. And uh, man, that hurts a lot. And then no I didn't tell anyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm go, good. I was like, it's good. Let's keep going. They're like, we got it. I was like, thank God. And I went off and like, <laughs> nursed my wounds for That's like awesome. an hour or so. Yeah. 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 So not only are you an actor, but you've produ- you produce and uh, you have even some directing credits too. Yeah. As well, I directed right? about a 10 short films or so. I directed an episode of Republic of Doyle. And oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very end, cool. In the sixth season, yeah, I directed an episode. And it took a long time to kind of uh, prove. Because there's a lot of yeah. money at stake, a lot of time at stake. And I think towards the end, they were, I directed second unit for them. I did webisodes. And now it's like I've been just focusing on making my first feature, which I've written about six or seven scripts in the past two years that are div- different development stages everywhere. Uh-huh. And I actually was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, it was a, it was a producer who was really great, and he was like, do you, so do you consider yourself an actor 
or director or an actor's director or direct, like and I was like it's all part of the same that's what yeah. I love about it it's kind of like what I was saying with my buddies it goes back to filming and then they'll use the camera yeah. it's like it's all combined like yeah it's all a collaborative effort it is so there's no reason why you can't be in a yeah. little bit of everything yeah and I think it works like the best the best collaboration with actors is when it's like you talk about the scene beforehand a little bit yeah sometimes it just works but sometimes it's like I think it's kind of like this and think okay great 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 and like so you have a bit of a communication going already so that you don't just come to set and then the director's like, stand there, go over there, walk here, yeah. do this. And you're like, okay. Like, and you don't really get to do anything. And it's, it's stifling when that happens. And, and that's, like, that's when I don't like the job. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm not bringing anything to this. I'm just, I'm just a prop that's walking over here now and saying a line. Totally. And it's actually a friend of mine, before it pulled up, I was outside on the phone for a while because a friend of mine's on set dealing with that right now. Oh, really? Like, dude, I just like, I'm having a hard time. This sucks. Like, the director's kind of boxing me in. And I was just like, you got to talk to him, man. Like, yeah. Be like, I'm trying to... Like, say you're the writer-director of, of a film and I'm in it. If I just do everything you say and I'm happy with it because it's so good, then that's great. But sometimes if it's not working for you, that it, it hurts the process because of, for two things. One, I might be able to elevate the material. Mm-hmm. An actor has that capability to be like, whoa, that was even better than I thought. Or if what I'm doing doesn't work, at least it validates the way you wanted it done in the beginning. Yeah. So that way you'll be like, that didn't work. I feel better about what I did. So I think you have to kind of try and make something interesting. And, and I believe so much as an artist and you don't double down. It's kind of like if there's a crying scene, I don't need to hear the strings of the music. Yeah. Because I already have the guy crying. So, and a lot of times you run into that where people really want you to double down on the emotion. I'm like, the emotion's already in the words. If I'm telling her I love her, I don't need to be like, I love you. Like, it's like, I don't need to do that. He's already saying that. Yeah. Now it depends on the situation. And I'm, so I'm a big believer in that. But then, it was kind of a long diatribe, but... I just no, worked great. with uh, Jason Reitman, who's uh-huh. a fantastic director. He did Juno and, and Thank You for Smoking and Up in the Air. I did a movie with him, uh, Hugh Jackman. And he was amazing, and Jason's amazing. And Jason has that rare ability to be able to know exactly what he wants beforehand. And it's great. So, yeah, you, so, so you have no argument. You're so it's like, awesome. Yeah. It's actually one of those... It, and it was weird at first, because he's like, so you're going to go over here, you guys are going to be here. And you can be like, I don't think so. And he's like, okay, great, don't do that. We'll just catch the camera over here. I'm like, whoa, he like, adapts. Yeah. But 99% of the time, what he says is just like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, so it's great. It's actually like... So it's a funny thing how it depends on the person. Right. And it depends on their confidence and the script. And Jason is so uh, accomplished, and he's been doing this since he was like a kid. That it's like everything he says, I'm like, yes, I will do whatever <laughs> you want. Uh-huh. Same with Denis Villeneuve in Arrival. Like, he's the same thing. You're like, I will just go stand there because that is the best thing to do. Like, <laughs> you are brilliant. Yeah. I'll just shut up. And it's great. So, yeah. Well, that's great. I feel like, yeah. you know, especially if you're fortunate to be working with really high quality and high caliber directors, you know, yeah. is there a moment of where you're just sort of like, yeah, I, I absolutely do trust you or is, is there ever a little bit even with high quality directors are there ever a little voice in the back you're like well I think like maybe we should just try yeah. this and it's and I think it's the day you meet and we were talking about auditions when someone comes in you can feel if someone's nervous mm-hmm. the same thing with directors I can, you can tell right away if they know what they're doing you can tell yeah. they, and it comes down to preparation really it's not even about personality is great you want to work with nice people but it's also, you can tell the minute they walk in this person knows what they're doing and this person might know what they're doing and need 30 takes 
but they still know what they're doing, and that's yeah. part of it. And like, so it's an interesting thing. It's like that's what you want. It's like this person knows what's going on. But I learned it really early on. It was actually an arrival because that was the first role I had, and I was a smaller part, but I was there a lot. And that was the first role I had where I was working with someone who was massive to me. And Denis Villeneuve, I mean, he's made Sicario and yeah. Blade Runner. He's amazing. And I remember there was one day on set, and it was one of my first scenes with Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. And I was like, you know, I was like nervous to a degree. I was more just like, you know, there's not much here for me to do. I want to do something to make this a part instead of a guy just standing there. Right. And so we blocked it. We went through it. And then I, I had that voice in the back of my head, just what you said. And I was like, I don't think that works very well. And then I just, and he was about to walk away to go like to the, to the monitors and stuff. And we were going to shoot it. Right. And I was like, I don't think I should do that. I was like, I don't think that makes any sense. I think he should go over here. I think he should this happen and that happen. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Huh. And it was a big moment for me of yeah. like, oh, wow, even with these guys, the A-list guys. Yeah. Just, they're still just people. They are still just people. And it's, yeah. it's all about really communication at that point, yeah. you know. You got the job, so they know, you know, you know that they think you're the right guy for yeah. it. And so it's all about just making it happen. It's back to that collaborative effort, yeah. you know. And it's, and it's communication, man. It's just like talking. It's just like... The worst thing that can happen is when you feel strongly about something and you don't say anything. Yeah. Because then you go away feeling like shit and then the, the project suffers. And everybody suffers because of that. Mm-hmm. Your agent suffers because you weren't as good because you didn't say anything. And I think it's um, I think it's the most important thing in art is like what you're communicating and how you do it. And you guys are so good at that. I've seen some of your stage stuff. And I was like, fuck, I want to be at that concert. <laughs> like it's Thank true. You. Like it's yeah. true. It's like there's just something you guys give off. I saw Wu-Tang once. I'm a big Wu-Tang fan. Nice. And have been since I was like a kid. And there was, I went to see Ghostface and uh, Raekwon once. And they're two prominent members of Wu-Tang. And I heard, and I saw Ghostface twice, two different times. And both times he said, and he stops in the middle of the concert and he's like, yo, listen, we're going to give you what you give us. Uh-huh. So whatever you give us, we'll give it to you back. If you don't give us anything, we aren't going to give you anything. And he wasn't saying it was like, fuck you. He was right. doing it as in like, literally we feed off of you so give yes. it to me and then he gets the crowd going and it's true and you guys do that really well where it's Thank like you. you get guys everyone into it Thank like, you yeah the the yeah speaking of uh live performances South America understands South America and Mexico really and Italy really understand that we will give you what you give us oh, sort wow. of thing it's there's they like naturally Without even saying anything, yeah, they just understand that aspect of the show. Like we're all on the same team. Yeah, yeah, we're all here for this one experience. Yeah, and it, and it the best. Those are the best I shows. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It, uh, Bruce Springsteen said had a good quote. He was like, "It's because they come. Everyone else comes to see the show, and they come to be a part of the show." Wow, and that's what it is, man. It is, and and like the, the the hands down the best concerts we've ever had. And granted, we do have an extra sort of level of. Uh, popularity over there. So Mexico, Italy, and what was the other one? So all of South, South America. America. All of South America. Especially Argentina and Brazil. Wow. Like, uh, we played 8,000 people in Argentina in this arena, and it's just insane. The energy is unlike anything I've That's ever so experienced. Cool. Yeah. Because it is collaborative. Like, it's even like my favorite movies. Like, I'm a movie, I watch a movie every day, right? Like, yeah. I'm obsessed with movies, every movie. And the best movies are the ones that leave you with something to project onto it. Uh-huh. Like when you walk out being like, oh, wow, what the fuck? 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. like when a movie wraps up, I mean, some movies wrap up great. Like, you know, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is like, it's just a great movie. Yes. You're like, f- awesome. But Spielberg's also one of the greatest filmmakers who ever lived, if not the best. Yeah. So you see like, Ready Player One? I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Yes. Yeah, I'm go excited see to see it. I just, I, now that I'm back, I'm like, there's a bunch of movies I gotta see. Yeah. But like, I love it when there's something interactive, something that you are left with to think about. And that's what I always want to do as an artist is like to make something. There's a great Charles Bukowski quote where he's like, you know, it's the uncommon thought on a common matter. That's what I was talking about with doubling down where it's like, yeah. oh, it's a little bit different. Like, like actually, I like that scene. And I have to toot my own horn, but they're, like it just goes back into what I was saying. That scene with Mackenzie where she's having the panic attack yeah. and the whole catch fire. And at the end, I kind of laugh with her. I'm like, don't go. Like, yeah. don't go. I just thought that was more interesting that it's like... He thinks, like, he's trying to calm... That's a way you would calm someone. Exactly. In real life. That is totally true. You wouldn't just be like, don't worry, I'll be right back. And it's like, that's the way we would perceive that to go. Mm -hmm. When in actuality, if the person was that much in control to handle them so well, that they would be so comfortable to give them some comfort. To be like, it's fine, it's okay, it's all good. That's what I think I, uh, I loved about that scene so much, is I forgot I was watching a show. Oh wow! Like great, I, yeah. I, it was so real. It was so real to me, and it felt like I was like in the room with you guys. Yeah, and yeah, like it's, you should be so proud of that moment, oh, man, thanks, because man. it was, yeah, it was just fantastic. I had a lot I, of fun. That was, I think, that was one of the first episodes too. But it's, yeah, I think it, just, it was early on. It's what someone would do. It's so funny. I was listening to a podcast this morning of uh, Jesse Plemons, who's a great actor. He was uh, on Breaking Bad, Friday Night Lights. I met him early last year, and I just thought he was such a great guy. I was listening to him on uh, Chris Hardwick's new show. It's not The Nerdist. It's ID10T. Huh. spells idiot. I, I don't know. I think it's The Nerdist. I don't know anything about it. Gotcha. Anyway, I saw it, and I was like at the gym, and I was like, I'll listen to this. And he said something that was, um, uh, oh, oh, they were talking about commercial auditioning, which you've probably auditioned for commercials before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and what they want in a commercial is something that's never really real. Yeah. It's kind of like, commercial I walk in the room and I see a ghost being like, woo, and I'm supposed to be like, huh? As opposed to, if that was real life, I'd be like, ha! And yeah, like, you would freak out. I'd yeah. freak out. And, and even more than that, if you went even further, I'd probably stay for a moment before freaking out. I'd probably be like, hello? Like, <laughs> yeah. Georgina, which my wife said, I'd be like, Georgina? Okay, uh, uh, and then I'd go. Yeah. To be honest, like, that's actually kind of what you would do. Or you might even kind of approach it a bit more. Uh-huh. So it's like when you actually just think, it's like, what would actually happen though? Mm-hmm. And sometimes movies or or or, um, or writing that's just like on the surface just cuts to, they just want to hit a story beat. Yeah. And that's when something kind of dies because the most interesting work is when it's like, it wasn't a story beat. It was actual human behavior. It was real, like, yeah. And it catches you. Like that's why Christian Bale, I think is such a good actor. He'll do something oh that gosh, catches you. Yeah. That you're like, like in The Fighter, you're like, Fuck man, like there's so many little intricate things he does in that mm-hmm. fucking performance. I'm like, that's so good. Yeah, I don't even care what's happening in this. <laughs> totally, like, he's so good. I yeah, he's fantastic. It. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't that funny? Like when I you know. watch someone and you're just like, everything you're doing is just unbelievably I know, good. I, I know, and I've worked with some people that on the day we're shooting, I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good. And then I watch them, I'm like, they're phenomenal. Yeah, like I, they knew the camera knows. Like some people work well with a camera and. And other people just don't. <laughs> like, totally. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah unfortunately. Yeah. Well, speaking of auditioning, I feel like I have a lot of friends uh, in this industry that are like right underneath like the line where they're constantly working. Like if they can just, yeah. you know, jump over that line. And then I have a couple friends that are like, they don't really audition anymore. That like are, yeah. I feel like you're right 
underneath that line of yeah. like you, you I'm sure you're getting offers and then occasionally yeah. having auditioning. Yeah, it's kind of a mix of both. It's exactly a mix of both. And it's cuz you're working, it seems like you're working like crazy. I mean, your resume is full. Yeah. You're constantly doing stuff. Yeah, it's it's been pretty uh it's been pretty busy lately and um it is that point now where it's kind of like there's things you have to weigh and it's really difficult. Yeah. Like because you're choosing something it's come to me that it used to be about career. It was like, what kind of career do I want to build? I want to be like this actor. I want to be like that actor. And then I realized, you know, fuck that. No act, no two careers are the same. Mm-hmm. I got to stop trying to be like someone else's career. I was never trying to be like someone else as an actor, but just their path. And then I realized it was like, it, it, it's not about that. It's about a trajectory. And then I realized it's not about that. I, I'm 33. Like, you know what I mean? I have a kid. I'm married. It's days of my life. Like... What do I want to spend my day doing? Yeah. And if this story doesn't fucking resonate with me, if I don't give a shit about this, if I'm not interested, if I don't want to work with these people, those are days of my life that are passing by. Those yeah. are hours of my life not with my daughter. Those are hours of my life I could have been talking to my dad on the phone or playing hockey. Totally. Or being here right now, which is fun. It's like, so what is worth it? And that's what it comes down to now for me. It's like, what awesome. is worth it? Because yeah. it's your life. It's not just your career. It's your fucking life. And I think also, too, it's like... Um, if you go to decide to do that job, that means you're missing out on maybe something that was better. Another job. Yeah. So it needs to be something that, it's not even about it being good, it's something that resonates. You're like, I care. I, I just care about what I'm doing because I've not cared. Yeah. And I'm sure you've not cared. There must have been a show you played or a role you played or something you did at some point that you're like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and it sucks. It somehow is like more soul sucking than anything. Yeah. It's more soul sucking than not having work. It's like, oh God. And, and it's weird. So I'm at that stage now where I'm, I'm very uh, particular, and and if I do do something, I'm not sure if I want to make sure I can have some sort of input. Yeah. While being respectful at the same time. That's great. Do yeah. you do you have a preference of as far as producing, directing, writing? Is there is there anyone like if you could only do one sort of thing? I know you probably that's get asked a, that all the that's, time. No, that's actually no one's ever said if you could ever only do one. They always ask which do you prefer, which is a kind of a more. Um, on the surface way of asking that, but uh, yeah, I'm to just say curious if you could if only do one, it would drawn, be acting. Yeah, if you're drawn to one more. Yeah, acting is, uh, I'll say this, and this is just full honesty, like, I love directing, I love writing, I love producing, I love being a part of it, but making a movie is very difficult. Yeah. And anyone who does it, every movie is a miracle that gets made, and anyone who does it, I just have respect for immediately. I'm like, man, they got it made, they wrote it, and they yeah, found they someone to fund it, and they, or they funded themselves, or they, they did it. And actors, if you are working, you are, I wouldn't say you're lucky, because anyone who's working has worked to be there, they've worked hard. You're in a privileged position, though, that you've gotten there yourself, yeah. but you're privileged to be like, I can just go do the job. I don't have to rely on getting funding because mm-hmm. I'm trying to make movies and it's and it's very difficult. Now that being said, that's my perspective because there's some people who are acting and they haven't had their break yet and they're like it's way fucking harder. Yeah. So it's different for everybody, but for me, I think if I had to do one, it'd be acting just because um, you're able to just walk in and just do it a bit more. Whereas directing, this movie I just did, the Terry Sawchuk film, uh, it took them eight years to get the money together. Wow. The movie made and. And the director, who's a friend of mine, her first film, which I was in, went to Sundance. Her first film was at Sundance. Wow. And she still took eight years. It's, yeah. So that is like, it's just really hard on the, hard on the, the psyche, I think. Um, so yeah, acting, man, because you can just jump in. Nice. Where are you at with your, because you said you're directing your first feature. So there's about, there's like four features right now. I'm just waiting for the, whichever first one kind of breaks. 
And they're all funny stages because there's one I want to make for 300 grand because uh-huh. it's, it's just a smaller movie and I want to shoot in black and white and everything like that. And then there's oh, another cool. like kind of bigger sci-fi film that, that, you know, we'll see. And then there's another Western that's like a we'll see. So it's whichever one pops. And that's like, like if I had, had any advice to give to a director or a writer, I wouldn't really know what to say. But as an actor who's a writer and director, I would say write multiple fucking scripts, man. Because yeah. <laughs> I can be like, Riker, here you go, man. Here's my opus. Like, yeah. I wrote this. And you can be like, yeah, it doesn't work for me. What else you got? And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're like, that's all. That's it. I've spent years doing <laughs> yeah. this one thing. And it's yeah. about a garbage man. And, you know, he wants to, you know, be an engineer. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, that's a very specific thing. <laughs> I think we're looking for something else. And you're yeah. like, shit. So it's like, wow, that's very interesting. I never, because I don't really see myself. I, I like to... Uh, like have the material and then bring it to life. Yes, like, yeah. I don't really even like to write songs. I like I let the the boys, my brothers, do that, yeah. and then I like to make the stage show. I like to bring it yeah. to life. Yeah, and same thing with acting. Like I, I don't really uh, have an interest in writing, but that's very interesting. Is like you know you have you works on this writing piece, and someone's like, yeah, that's, what else you got? And you're yeah. like, oh shit. And that's the way it goes. And they're like, yeah. how are you gonna make it? And you're like, I don't fucking know. Can I have some money? <laughs> like, but it's it's cool that you know that though, because some people are like, I meet a lot of people who are like, should I write? Should I be doing something else? Because acting can be stagnant. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do it if you don't want to. Yeah, like, I I've always had that uh, interesting ability. I think like. I just know what I want at, yeah. pr- at almost all times of the day. Yeah, like it's, it's for whatever and reason. Isn't that it's just, great? It feels it's fantastic because I'm I'm very happy. Yeah, <laughs> throughout yeah. the day Me too. I'm the same as you. Yeah. As in that I don't like a whole lot of things. I like a very concentrated amount of things so much that there's no room for anything else. And my wife <laughs> yeah. always makes fun of me. I'm like, I don't care about that other thing. I only have room for like eight things, and I love them so much that it, it dictates every decision so perfectly. Uh-huh. Like, I'm the kind of guy who orders the same thing at the restaurant every time because I'm like, but I know it's amazing. I know it's amazing. Why Dude, would, yes. Yeah, why would That's I, hilarious. Why would I take a shot on the poached salmon yeah. when I know that the club here is perfect? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> why? Would, and people are like, try new things. I'm like, but it's perfect. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it's have, like I, I have those exact moments. Yeah. And I every once in a while, I'm like, well, let me try something different. Yeah. Or like, even just going to a new, like, I have like a couple of my like favorite restaurants. Like, I have a couple of favorite, like Mexican restaurants, for example. Yeah. But uh, you know, we're, we're kind of new in this area, and so like, well, let's try something new. Let's try something close by the house. And it's just like, I, you go there, and it's just it's not as good. Not and you're good. like, I wish I would have just gone I, to the place that I, I could know be I eating love. the thing I love <laughs> yeah. right now. That's like, so funny. Sucks. Yeah, I do the exact same. We're thing. actually a lot alike. I know. I'm realizing funny. that. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> particular. And like, yeah, my wife makes fun of me a lot, but it's true. I think uh, I think it's good to know the things you want. Like. I did a movie with uh, Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga was the lead on Bates Motel. She's a fantastic okay. actress. She's amazing. And she's a really nice woman. And she, uh, she directed one movie. And she was talking about it one day. And I was just like, what led you to direct it? Like, did you want to start your directing career? Is that something you're interested in? And she was like, no, I just wanted to play that role so bad that the only way I could do it was if I took it on as a director. Yeah. Through, I'm sure, many different variables of why that was the case. And then she was like, I needed to. And I was like, do you want to direct another movie? And she was like, no, I like being directed. Yeah. She was so certain in the way she she's said new, it. I yeah. was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, yeah. And she's such a strong woman anyway. I was just like, whatever you say is <laughs> what I think. <laughs> like, so that I thought awesome. that, that was really cool that she just knew right yeah. away. It's like, that's what I want to do. It's a very, uh, I'm very grateful for that because yeah. I, it, feels, it feels really good. And, I, and I, like I said, I'm just genuinely, I enjoy most of the day because I just yeah. I know what I want. Yeah. yeah, and you know, that's why I love the hockey game we play. I'm like, Great, I like those guys. Yeah, there's other games I played at that I was like, yeah, I don't know. and on that game, I'm like, I like everyone there. Yeah, it's a good game. It's always pretty fast. It's always fun. 
I know what to expect to totally. a certain degree. Yes. And that's why I'm like, oh, let's try another game. I'm like, why would I waste perfectly good hours of the exactly. day? That's, that's, that's a real thing, man. Yeah. yeah. What, what's next for you? Um, well, right now there are several things on the docket that I'm deciding, so I don't want to say which one. There's about four movies that are coming up that I You're gonna... am attached to. Gotcha. That I would like to do all of them, but we'll see how the schedule Scheduling, determines yeah. that. And it's kind of cool. Like, I just went back to Canada to do that movie. It was the first movie, Canadian film, I'd done since I moved here over four years ago. I'd gone back there to do American films, but I hadn't done a Canadian film. I really enjoyed it. Um, so there's a couple things in Canada that I'm, I'm looking at. I'm like, the Canadian film scene is really impressive to me. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd really looked at it closely enough until recently. So I might go back and do a few films there. And then there's um, a couple things here. There's a pilot I just shot um, that by the time this is, this airs may or may not be picked up. Right. But there's a pilot. So I'll try and word this perf- in the right way right now. <laughs> uh, there's a pilot I just shot that it's, I'm very uh, excited about that. I thought we did a really good job. And wh- whatever happens with it, um, I thought it was a really great experience. And, you know, it's produced by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And, oh, and Kevin nice. Kevin Bacon was a star. And, and I'm one of the main characters. And I... Enjoyed it so much. We shot in Boston, set in Boston. Very cool. Yeah, and I loved every minute. And you know, the the thing about pilots is sometimes it's uh, it can be. Uh, that's a shout out to Gus. Um, <laughs> by the way, that's what that was. Uh, it can be disappointing. Yeah. But it, I try and look at it in the sense that even if a pilot doesn't get picked up, you still had that experience. You still did. Yeah. yeah. And you got to you got the opportunity. And you, you were there. The and you met it, people. Yeah. And you show what you can do. And you had a good time. And Made a few bucks. <laughs> so, there you go. So it's good. So that's what's coming up. And then a bunch of films that I wrote. So I'm trying not to look too far ahead because it's too hard. So I'm just looking at the next few months. Yeah. And so I got some decisions to make. But that's exciting. To have that this, is exciting. To have op- options, yeah. Well, congrats on everything so far, Thanks, man. man. I mean, it, it, I'm really, really excited to see what you do next. And Thanks, I'm, man. A, I'm a big fan, literally, like, legit um, I cannot wait to watch everything. Thanks, this man. And thanks fantastic. for having me. This is really cool. Yeah. It's cool to do like a positive show, just like chatting and having a drink. Yeah. It's like my ideal thing to do. Yeah, I, I should, should be a regular. I should <laughs> be like each, every season. Like I should yes, come back once yeah. a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if I don't, I don't, I don't know how we're going to end up doing multiple seasons. But uh, if that's a, if there's a recurring thing, you are definitely invited. I would love back. to, man. Yes. Thanks for having me. It's great. Thank you so much. It was, it was Thanks, great brother. talking to you. Yes, and I'll uh, see you tomorrow. I'll see you on nice. <laughs> yeah. <man. laughs>